Good morning, everybody. Good morning in person and online today. We are continuing our Easter series. Last year, we, we kind of looked at how Jesus was, was still in the early stages of his ministry. Last week. Mm. And yet, uh, there, there are hints of his going to the cross already. But how he faced the cross with, with intention and purpose. And so from today, in the next three weeks, I, I want to look at individual scenes. Today I want to focus on the arrest of Jesus. Next week I want to look at the crucifixion. And our final Easter Sunday, of course, the resurrection. So today I want to look at specifically in Matthew 26. Okay, so let me read this and and we'll start. Okay. So while he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a great crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign saying, The one I will kiss is the man. Seize him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, Greetings, Rabbi. And he kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you came to do. Then they came up and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. And behold, one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand, drew his sword, struck the servant of the high priest, and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my father, and he will at once send me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then should the scriptures be fulfilled, that it must be so? At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day, I sat in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But all this has taken place that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. Let me pray. Father God, teach us through your scriptures today of what you went through this Easter Sunday and prior to that. 
復活の朝そしてそれまでの間に何が起きたかということをどうぞあなたの御言葉を通して私たちに教えてください。And open our hearts to what it speaks to us today in our lives. Bring us closer to you, Jesus, that we may be changed into your image. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, yeah, we, we, we talked a, a little bit prior to our service about, about health. I, I, I mean, just, just a show of hands.、Uh, who, who, who feels some health issues right now? Well, yeah, okay.、Uh, all of us, basically, right? Yeah, and, and it seems as, as we get older, I mean, it, it just doesn't seem to go away. How many of you have gotten a health check recently? Okay. Oh, okay, good, good. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of overdue for mine. But、um, yeah, we, you know, some of us, we, we, we go、um, get a health check. And, and if you work, I, I, I guess, yeah, you, you have kind of a yearly checkup as well. And, and what, what's, why do we do that, right? Why, why do we go for a health check? Or why do we wish to go for a health check? To, to find out if there's anything wrong before it gets really bad, right? Because unfortunately, for many of us, we go to the doctor when it's too late. You know, so, sometimes, right now, I, got, I have like shoulder pain, or sometimes we have like, you know, teeth, teeth pain. Right, but sometimes we don't, we don't go to the dentist because, right, we, we don't like it. And, When we go, it's like the cavity is too big and it, it becomes too much, right? And, and the thing is, though, how often do we do that with our spiritual lives as well? Like, we don't go to God until it's too late. Right, until we really, really need Him, we don't really speak to God. Right, kind of in our heads, right? We're, we're all Christians, we, we've been Christian a long time. In our heads, we kind of know that we need God. 
もちろんクリスチャンになられてから長い時間経ってる方多いですから頭ではですね私たちみんな神様が必要だってそれはよく分かっています right. We know that the scriptures they, they teach us they, they give us life で私たちはこの聖書が書いてあることが私たちの命を与えるということもよく知っています Right much like we know that if we go to a doctor they'll, they'll give us some medicine they'll fix us But so today I want to look at this passage and see how Jesus brings healing to our lives. And how that healing then, that we can be healers to those around us. So that we can bring healing to this world. Right? That no medicine can do except Jesus. So let, let's look at this first section. I want to go from verse 47 to 50. And, and throughout this section, okay, I, I want us to look at ironies, ironic situations, okay? Right, that there's going to be a bunch of scenarios, a bunch of things popping up that are like, like flashing lights saying this can't be happening. And of course, the author is doing that to, to emphasize the situation that's happening. Okay, so let's try and look at these. So, in the first section, it says, while he was still speaking, this is Jesus. Right, and, and the timing is, is as we go through the, you know, if you have time and you want to read a little bit before this scene, it's at night. So, notice that as well, that it's nighttime. Now, why would that be important that it's nighttime? Right, where this betrayal of Jesus takes place, it's at night. Remember in John, right, when he talks to Nicodemus? Right, the, this, this teacher, this Pharisee, this Sanhedrin, this, you know, he comes to Jesus when? He came to Jesus at night. Right, and he came secretly because so no one, no one can see him at night, and he came to ask Jesus some questions about the faith. 
ニコデモは夜に人目に誰の目にもつかないようにそっとイエス様のところに来て信仰に関する,関する質問をイエス様にしたのでした。And what was interesting in the next chapter is who does Jesus meet? でヨハネの福音書のニコデモのその次の章のところには誰,が誰にイエス様があったと書かれていたでしょうか He met a Samaritan woman. What time of day was that? It was at noon, right? When the sun is hottest. So, this betrayal, right? It happens at night. Of course, in the darkness where things aren't supposed to go well, there's no light right now. It's hard to see. So that in itself kind of sets this ominous tone of what's going to happen right now. Okay, and then it says Judas came one of the twelve. We know, we know the story, right? That Judas is going to betray Jesus. But what's interesting that he puts in the phrase that he is one of the twelve. Why would he put that in there to describe Judas? To emphasize that he was one of his very own disciples. Right, this guy that's going to betray him was one of the twelve that's been walking with Jesus for the past three years in his ministry. Right, he walked with him, ate with him, slept with him. And yet, he would be one of the guys that would end up betraying Jesus. What does that say about us? How are we maybe supposedly betraying Jesus? Do we have moments when we betray him? Do we have moments when we say that we're Christian but then we're doing exactly the opposite thing? Right? How often are we the ones that are actually trying to seize Jesus and spit on him? Right? 
And what does, Jesus, what does Judas do? What, what is the sign, right, that betrays Jesus? What's interesting is that it's a kiss, the most intimate form of affection from a guy to a guy. Right, and so sometimes in English we have the phrase kiss of death, right? Right, it's like it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it should be a sign of love, but it's actually the sign of someone's death. So in this first situation already, right, there's some bit of irony that's going on that Matthew's kind of emphasizing that something's not right. But in verse 50, what Jesus says is the punch. Right, what does Jesus tell Judas? It's like, stop, come on, no, go away. No, he doesn't say that. Right, he says, do what you came to do. Right, finish what you came to do. Isn't that interesting? That Jesus knows he's been betrayed and he says, Judas, finish what you have come to do. In the biggest irony in this first section, who is actually in control of the situation? Right, it's Jesus. Nothing that Judas is doing like catches Jesus by surprise. Right, I mean, the, the three years that Jesus has been walking with Judas, and all of a sudden Judas betrays him, Jesus is not like, oh my God, it's I, oh, you, Judas, how could you? <laughs> Right, it's as if all along that Jesus knew, and of course he did know, but you know, it, it's, it doesn't catch him by surprise that he's doing this. Which makes me, which comforts me. Because whatever I do, all the mistakes I do, it's not as if God's surprised by all this. 
どれほど何を間違って失敗しようとも私の失敗で神様がえまさかお前がみたいな驚かれるってことはないんですよね。Right? All the times I fail God, He's still there as God. It doesn't change who He is. 私がどれだけどれだけ神様をがっかりさせるような心配をしたとしても神様はいつもそこにいて神様の私に対して思っているその愛というのは決して変わることはありえないのです。Right. His plan to save the world, his plan to love everyone here, he, he is, that plan is not put off by me, Dave, like not obeying him last week because I was angry with my kids. だから神様はいつもこの世界を救おうとされていて、そしてすべての人間を救おうとされている、そのご計画はずっと終わりなんです。だからね、私が先週ですね、子供たちの対応が悪かったから、ダメだったから、いや神様の計画、私のこと愛さないとか、計画変えられるとか、そんなことないんですね。Right, that, I, that gives me great comfort in knowing that I still can trust God. It's as if God is saying, Look, I got it. Trust me. There are things going on in your life, in the world. I got it. Don't worry. あなたの人生に起こっていること、そしてこの世界に起きていること、それはみんな私は分かっている。だから心配しなくていいと神様がおっしゃるのです。Right? These things that are going on in your life, I, I, I got it. I understand. I, I get it. 神様言われるんです。あなたは今大変なこと、いろんなこと起こっていると思っているでしょう。だけどね、分かっている。それ分かって理解しているからねって神様が言ってくれるんです。Right? Way back in the garden, when Adam and Eve took the fruit. It doesn't throw God's plan off a kilter. Right, he still loves them and he still loves us. And so, this second section from the moment when they seize Jesus, right, there's somebody, one of the disciples draws his sword, strikes the servant, and cuts off his ear, which is a very weird moment. Right, it's, 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 it's kind of violent, I guess.、Um, it's, it's kind of strange that he cuts off his ear, though, don't you? I, I don't know. Have you ever thought of that? Right. I, 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 and, and Luke says that it's Peter, right? So, so, and, and Peter kind of gets the spotlight now. It's like, what are you doing, Peter? Right? <laughs> now, 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 think about it, right? Like, if, 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 I, if, if I'm sitting next to Yoshiko san, right, right now, And, and kind of, this is pretty close enough to, to maybe cut off somebody's ear. 
Now, now if I'm if I'm Peter and I'm that close to somebody to cut off his, what would I cut? Right? Like, wouldn't I cut something else? <laughs> so, I, I, for me, it seems a bit of an irony that Peter would kind of just cut off somebody's ear. But what does Jesus do? He heals him. Right? It, it doesn't say it here, but Luke says that he heals the soldier, Jesus. And Jesus goes on to say, No, come on, put your sword back. This is not what I came to do. Right? He, he actually heals the servant, the soldier who, came, who comes to arrest him. Now, isn't that weird? Because if I'm thinking somebody comes to like grab me, capture me, kill me, and somebody cuts off the guy's ear, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of very happy actually. I'm kind of, I'll be content with that. I'll be okay. But then, for some weird reason, like Jesus takes that kind of ear and, and, and he heals him. Your own enemy. Who's coming to kill you? Jesus heals him. That's his character. He heals people. Right? He eats with sinners and tax collectors. He wants people to be healed from the inside. And he wants us to do the same. Put away your swords. Put down your weapons. How often are we so quick to pick up our swords at somebody? Instead of praying for healing upon that person's life. Put down your swords. How often do we do that with those around us in our families? 
At work with our co-workers, our bosses. My own kids. But Jesus says, no, that's not what I came here to do. Put down your swords. And what's interesting is that why, what is the reason that these people are trying to catch Jesus? What is the cause? Right? In, in verse 55, in English, at least in the ESV, it says, a robber. Why, why have you come against me as a robber? Right, but in the original, it's, it's more like an insurrectionist, right? A revolutionary. Right, why have you come against me, Jesus, as a revolutionary? Right now, now, now think about that for a while. Jesus, people are viewing Jesus as a revolutionary. Somebody trying to overthrow the government, overthrowing their authority figure. Someone rebelling against those above him. Who are the ones that are actually rebelling against the true authority on heaven and on earth? That's us. It's the soldiers. It's the, it's the Pharisees. All the people trying to catch Jesus are actually the ones who are rebelling against the real authority. And yet, in a very bit, strange bit of irony, they are the ones who are branding Jesus as the revolutionary. ところがここにも大きなものがあるのは不思議な展開がありますよね。イエスその、やってきた本当は反逆者たちだった、反抗している人たちはですね、逆にイエス様のことを全ての体制をひっくり返すものを反逆者として捉えたんですね。これはなん
the one who's disrupting my life. Have you ever thought that, like, um, I mean, maybe you don't, but I, I, it's like, have you ever thought of this idea that it would be better if I didn't even know God? Do you ever sometimes think that? Because then I wouldn't have to have this responsibility of doing good. <laughs> But what Jesus comes is that He knows us. He knows that we rebel against Him. Right? And, and I'm sure even after listening to, to me reading this and, and, and going on our week, there will be times when we really rebel against Him. And yet, Jesus, it doesn't catch him by surprise. And what does he do instead? He goes to the cross for us. We push him away, he doesn't push us away. We rebel against him, yet he's the one who goes to the cross for us. We try to kill him, yet he gives us life. We spit on him, yet he returns that with grace and love. How full of irony is this world that we live in? And then, of course, at the very end of our section, Jesus, if he looks around him, is there anybody to support him? Right? Is there anybody there to support him? Would we be there to support him? The one who is always there to support us has nobody to support him. Right, he says previously, look guys, why are you coming here to catch me when I was with you the whole time teaching at the synagogues with you? Right, 
I am always with you, Jesus says. And yet when he looks around, there is no one with him. Maybe they were afraid they would be arrested too. Right, maybe they just wanted to go home, they couldn't accept the reality, what's going on. Maybe they doubted, okay, all the things that Jesus has been teaching me, maybe it was wrong. In that darkest hour, how do we feel about Jesus? Do we doubt him? Do we doubt ourselves? Or do we look at and see who Jesus really is? That he is God. That he is Lord over everything. He can bring legions of angels with the snap of his fingers. And he is here to support you no matter what. And nothing you ever do can ever make him love you less. Nothing you do this week is going to catch Jesus off guard. Everything you do this week, your joys, your sadness, your mistakes and your successes, Jesus is going to love you no matter what. Because he already died for us. And he resurrected to give us life. May we choose to live that life this week. In trust, in healing, and by bringing that love and healing to those around us as well. Put down your swords. Enough. May we be bearers of that love to those around us this week. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that we're headed to the cross with you, Jesus. That we all lead difficult lives. We all need healing physically. And yet, spiritually, we need you, Jesus. 
There are moments when we push you away. There are moments when we doubt your abilities. There are moments when we doubt our own abilities. But Lord God, may we trust in you always. Knowing that you are always here with us. Through our highs and our lows. Our mountains and our valleys. May we know how wide, how high, how deep and how long is your love for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.